This is Your Working Life, a podcast that provides you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. I'm Caroline Dowd Higgins. I'm a speaker and a career and executive coach. And today I am so excited to welcome two amazing guests to the show, Jeff Tun and Amy Brown. Jeff and Amy have just released the second edition of an audiobook that was first written for hard copy by Jeff's late mom, Mary Ellen Tun. Jeff and Amy, this is such an incredible project, and I'm, I'm just honored that you're with me today. It has been an incredible journey to, to bring mom's uh, words to life again. We're really excited to be here and talk to your listeners about this project. Amy, you are reading the audiobook, and we're going to dive into that in just a bit because you you literally bring Jeff's mom's words to life. But Jeff, would you set this story up for the global listening audience because it's incredibly poignant and compelling, and I would love for you to do that for us. Sure. So in 1980, my mom, Mary Lanton, was nearly killed in a tragic fire. She was at work. She was the only one in the office uh, and the building caught on fire. And so this is a story that she wrote uh, about her journey through the fire, her journey through the aftermath of the fire, and really her wrestling match with God and how she was able to reconcile what happened to her and end up living a very full life after that, uh, giving back to the same burn unit that saved her life. So it's a, it's an amazing story, uh, a story of tragedy, but a, a story of triumph over tragedy. So Amy, I'm going to bring you in in a second, but Jeff, I want to pull a thread there because the book mm-hmm. in hard copy is extraordinary. And, and 40 years after that original book was published, you revisited it. So what, what prompted that? Well, when um, when my mom passed away in 2013, I wrote a series of blogs about her passing. And a woman from Peru, Peru the country, not Peru in upstate Indiana, uh, um, reached out to me and asked where she could get the book. And I said, well, you know, you can get it on Amazon used. Occasionally a copy will show up or, or whatever, but it's it's way out of print. And So I gave her that response and she responded back with, well, it would be great if it's on, if it would be on digital because, you know, different audiences, newer generations. And I'm like, well, that's an interesting idea. It never really occurred to me. So that's what started the journey. It was actually uh, January of 2021 when I got that series of emails from from her uh, and started on this path. Wow. Wow. Okay, Amy, let's bring you in. So Jeff describes you so beautifully as an empathetic soul, but this is a very different project for you. You're a CEO, you're a mother, a wife, an incredible businesswoman. I'd, I'd love for you to tell us how did this project become compelling for you? Yes, I've never done anything quite like this before. And uh, when Jeff asked me if I would consider being his mom's voice for her book, I was at first really overwhelmed with a sense of first humility and just um, honor that that Jeff would think of me as, as a potential narrator for the story. But I was also just thinking about 
how do I um, best bring this woman's, you know, message? Uh, it just felt like an awesome responsibility. And so, you know, we started the process. Jeff, Jeff said we could take a trial run, right? And uh, we went to the recording studio and I, again, never done anything like that. And so we, we spent about an hour, maybe an hour and a half, and I read through the first chapter, which the first chapter is pretty dramatic because um, that is the, the, uh, the, the start of the, the fire. That's the, the chapter one is when the fire took place. And it was a very emotional experience for me um, to, to record that chapter. I, I had to pause a few times. Jeff came into the, the little room where I was doing the recording and we needed to take a few moments um, to, to cry and embrace and <laughs> think about uh, what, what we were saying um, and what I was saying in this chapter. But at the end of that first uh, day recording, I had just been captivated by Mary Ellen's words. And I couldn't be done with the first chapter. I just, I wanted to keep going and I wanted to give this gift. And so um, that's how I got drawn into it and, and why I said yes. You know, you both shared a, a beautiful story with me before we started the show today. And you just described it a bit, Amy. So you're in the recording booth. Jeff can't see you, but he can hear you. And Jeff, what mm -hmm. was that like? Because on some level, maybe you heard your mom. Oh, uh, on a very, very uh, uh, gut level, I heard my mom. So this recording studio is set that, uh, as you were describing, Amy's in a sound booth she can see the recording engineer and the recording engineer can see her a great guy by the name of mitch by the way uh, but i'm kind of behind him so i can't see her and it was probably a paragraph in that this wave just hit me and i was no longer hearing amy i was hearing my mom tell this story and that feeling repeated through the the hours of recording it was within moments of amy starting i was listening to my mom tell the story just an amazing experience that's amazing and amy that must be so powerful for you to have literally brought her back to life in this book you know i've never quite had an experience like this but i felt her presence it was honestly one of the ways I prepared myself each time I went into the sound booth. Um, I just tried to kind of take a few breaths and, you know, ask for uh, guidance, supreme guidance on, on making sure I was conveying uh, her words in the way that she would have wanted. And I truly felt her presence. And so in a way, um, you know, I, I don't feel like it was me speaking either. I felt like she was with me. That's incredible. So I, I want to dive in because it, it's such a poignant and beautiful story. And, and I've listened to it. So I, I have experienced it. And it, it really is powerful. And I, I didn't know your mom, Jeff, but I feel like I do now, especially yeah, through Amy's yeah. beautiful, um, beautiful reading of the story. But you, she hits, or you hit as the author, and and you, Amy, as the uh, the narrator, these incredible themes that are resonant and and germane today. So I'm going to tug at a few strings here. Your mom mm -hmm. struggled with 
beauty standards for obvious reasons because of her burns. So tell us more about that. Well, you know, when this, when this fire happened, she was uh, a woman in her mid forties. She was beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And, and was, I wouldn't say proud in a bad way, but proud of the way she looked. And that was part of her identity as a, she's a minister wife. My dad was a minister. So, you know, she's in front of people all the time. She's meeting people. That's just her appearance was paramount to who she was. Uh, And that was taken away in an instant. And she talks in the book uh, about her struggles with the aftermath because uh, the, the fire burned her basically from the top of her head to the middle of her waist plus her arms and hands. Uh, So face down is where she was burned for the most part. And so horribly disfigured. Uh, She called herself a movie monster uh, a lot because of the disfigurement. And yet every place she would turn during the healing process, she's bombarded with beauty, right? You turn on the television and it's the, the, actresses and actors on the television programs and they're all beautiful and the the commercials are all about beauty and beauty products and you pick up a magazine and it's the same thing and she was really struggling to figure out where does she fit in this world that that worships beauty in the way our society does Uh, and that was a huge part of the struggles that she went through Amy, were you going to jump in? I want to honor you. Yes, I was just going to say um, what really struck me and what I learned from reading her story was, you know, different from maybe other injuries or illnesses, a burn such as this completely strips your physical identity, and it did for her. So the disfigurement caused her to no longer be recognizable the the way she had been. And so that really, you know, it's obviously a a physical, dramatic physical change, but it's also, um, it it really requires one to go into an entire uh, rethinking of your identity. And that's really the journey that I found so compelling uh, in in her book. Well, and even, you know, she talks in in there, Caroline, about looking into the mirror and not recognizing the thing that was looking back at her. Yeah. I mean, she didn't even recognize herself. So, Amy, how did that, how does that impact you when you look at yourself in the mirror today? Well, you know, I have thought about it since reading her story, and I've thought about, you know, what if some of the the physical attributes that have always been a part of me were no longer there? That would be really, really difficult and challenging. But I think the part that I related to, and I think everybody can relate to, is that, you know, Mary Ellen's journey was not just one of physical healing and physical recovery, but it was also really about rethinking who she is as a human, where her self-worth comes from, where she draws uh, her sense of personal beauty. And I think in some ways we all go through that process where we're, where we're thinking about our identity as a human and 
wondering if we're all that we should be or ought to be and figuring out who we really are after you strip away all of the window dressings. Um, and, and that's really the, the journey that she went on in a very real and tangible way that many of us go through um, in, in, in more of a, um, a figurative way. Amy and Jeff, we'll be right back after a quick break. Your working life is powered by your stories. We want to hear more from our listeners about your experiences in the workplace. Tell us what challenges you've overcome or tips you've learned along the way. And even better, if you don't have the answers, let us know what issues you want to know more about. We want this podcast to serve all of your working life needs. Send me an email at caroline at carolinedoubthiggins.com. Amy, I have to say that the pain in your voice was palpable. And I mean that as a compliment because it really put us inside Mary Ellen's journey. But what, what was amazing to me was how Mary Ellen talked about suicide. And Jeff, that's a vulnerable, vulnerable topic. And it was just eloquent in how she articulated that. Can you help our listeners understand a bit more of that journey? Yes. So she she actually tried a a couple of times. Um, This was in the in. So she was in the hospital probably for close to two months, maybe three months, uh, and then came home and you know, while she got used to her being in the hospital, coming home was a different world. Um, you know, I, I mentioned earlier about the television programs and the, the magazines and that, and she was just, she was just done. Uh, she did not want to live like this. It burns are incredibly painful injuries physically. Uh, she was tired of the physical pain. She was tired of the emotional pain. And so she tells this story uh, of one afternoon when my, well, one morning when my dad left for work of she just decided she was going to end it. And she goes through this long story about trying to get the keys down for the car off the, off the key ring and then them falling to the floor and her not being able to pick them up. And finally she gets the keys and she goes out to the garage and she's going to turn the car on and just go to sleep and be done. And after struggling for quite a while with opening the car door, she got in the car and couldn't turn it on. Uh, her hands were incredibly crippled uh, by the fire. And that was the only thing that stopped her, was her physical limitation. She couldn't turn the car on. Um, and, you know, she, she tried a couple of times uh, to do that, to just, to just be done. Uh, and she talks about being down in the valley and, and, and being so low that there is just no hope for the future. So Amy, how do you, how do you bring that character to life? Because and I don't, I don't want to assume. So let me ask, is there anything, you know, relatable to that in, in your life experience or did you just have to get into the nooks and crannies of, of Mary Ellen's story to make it happen? Well, one thing um, I will share is that I did not pre-read the book. Uh, When I went into the recording studio, I was reading that chapter uh, raw and for the first time. And the reason I did that was 
uh, I wanted to experience the emotion and the shock and the 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 journey um, as a reader would or as a listener would, and I, I felt that that would be the most effective way to convey the emotion. Um, in terms of, is there anything relatable? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, we all have our version of rock bottom, and I have certainly been there. Um, the thing that was so striking to me about Mary Ellen's story around um, trying to end it all was that she couldn't. And it, it was almost like this yet again um, reminder of her inability to have any control over her situation um, and how, you know, thankfully she was, you know, sh she, she lived on. But at that moment, she was so uh, out of control of her own destiny that she couldn't even end her own life as bad as she wanted to in that moment. And that was just such a remarkable uh, point in the story uh, for me personally. And um, seeing her cl climb the long but beautiful story from that rock bottom place is just remarkable. It's amazing. Jeff, obviously the book was written many, many years ago and you were a kid, right? Did right. you get the impact of the book then or, or did it really come full circle now? I would say a different impact. So, you know, I was 22 when, when the fire happened um, and it was, it, it was life-changing for all of us. I would say that, you know, dad, my siblings, me, as well as mom, obviously, our lives changed on that day. And to, so I, I knew the story, was very familiar with the story, but it kind of been on a shelf for 30 years, probably, since I'd read that, read the book. And to, to relive it, to listen to it, to experience it, it, it brought up emotions like it was yesterday just you know i can there's a there's a scene that mom talks about very early on where my dad and i are walking down the hall of the hospital to see her for the first time on that friday afternoon and and it's like i can just feel in my gut exactly what was going on so to to, to bring that back was an amazing process but you know, in 40 years, I've changed, obviously. Uh, and, and so uh, the, the beauty of this story is I think the lessons are different because I'm different. Um, and, you know, we talk about that a, a lot with, with people. You may not have walked through a fire, but as Amy was saying, we've all had our down moments. And the, the, listening to Mary Ellen's story and what she went through and how she was able to climb back out of that. I, I think that brings tools to all of us. I know it, it has re-impacted my life uh, in the last year because of listening to it again. I, I concur, you know, as someone who, who, listened and Amy, it was a gift for you to bring Mary Ellen's story to life. So that's a gift to all of us as well. The lessons and the reflections and the opportunity for us to be grateful for what we have, it, it was it was life changing. 
Mm-hmm. I, I want to ask both of you, though, and I want you to hang with me for a second, because this is a little off road. Um, Mary Ellen writes a lot about inclusion and specifically representation of disfigured people. And diversity, equity, inclusion is extremely uh, forward focused right now. A lot of eyes on that. And mm-hmm. rarely do we think about disfigured people in in that element. And both of you are um, in the world of work, you're in the corporate world, and, and you, you're, you're front and center in what's happening in the world of work today. Any thoughts on that, on, on how there's an overlay and a message from your mom about inclusion? Sure, I'm, I'm happy to share. What was so striking to me about how she described being disfigured is that she, she, in a very real way and in providing her examples, shared exactly what other people who encountered her were doing and how it made her feel. And boy, did that make me really start to think about my own behaviors, my own actions, the glances that I might give uh, to other people and how they may have impact on uh, individuals who who may look different than me. And so uh, it has certainly impacted my perspective and opened my mind when it comes to uh, individuals who uh, may be disfigured or other forms of diversity. It, it really brought that, the, the disabled, um, to to light for me because as you were saying, Caroline, I I do work in the DEI space and uh, work with businesses uh, to to help promote uh, diversity and inclusion. I never included the disabled or the disfigured in my mental map of doing that. Right? It was it was gender, it was race, it was sexual orientation. Uh, this was, oh my gosh, a, a reminder to me because I experienced this story 40 years ago. Why don't I think of that in those terms now? And the, the, the piece that kept ringing in my head was, you know, we, we hear a lot about, well, I don't, I don't see color. I don't, I, don't, I don't see them. I don't see gender. Well, you need to see that. Right, it's not. We're not talking about D, E, and I from uh, um, we're all the same because we're not. We have to be seen for the people that we are, and I need to. I need to see you and Amy as women. I need to see uh, my African American. Excuse me, my African American friends as black, and I need to see the disfigured as disfigured and acknowledge not turn my eyes away, not be embarrassed for my looking at the person, but to interact with the person as a human being that it has a different experience than I do. And I think that's what really just blew me away as I was listening to to this uh, over the last several months. Jeff, I would agree with the message that I got from your mom is how do we honor people and Mm -hmm. see them and hear them? for exactly where they are. And, and that was that was really powerful. I, I, I can't tell you both how grateful I am, Jeff Tun and Amy Brown, to spend time with me today. I wanna tell our global listeners about the book. Uh, the title mm-hmm. is called, The Flames Shall Not Consume You. 
And of course, it's available on Amazon. There is an yes. audio version read by Amy and an ebook version. And Jeff, I want you to tell us you're doing an incredible pay it forward with proceeds <laughs> from the audiobook. Tell us more. Well, when I reached out to Amy and asked her to do this, uh, when she replied back saying, because I, I said in my original email to her, you know, I really can't pay you. I'm kind of doing this as a uh, pro bono project. Uh, you know, I'm funding it, but uh, I can't really pay you for, for doing this. And, and she was like, well, I don't want paid. How about we do this? How about we donate the royalties to a charity? So we put our heads together and what we decided to do is all of the proceeds that we receive from the sale of the audiobook goes to Eskenazi Health Foundation. Eskenazi is the hospital system where my mom was. You'll hear her in the book talk about Wishard. Well, that's been renamed in the last 40 years to Eskenazi. Uh, and so we're giving the proceeds of the book to Eskenazi on behalf of the burn unit uh, in my mom's name. Uh, so uh, every purchase, uh, some portion that Amy and I would uh, ordinarily receive is going to that cause. Jeff and Amy, thank you so much. I'm, I'm just honored that you spent time with me today. Well done on the book. And I'm sure your mom is smiling. This is incredible. And I learned a lot as well. It was such a good lesson. Thank you both. Thank you. Thank you. And if you like the show, subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, or SoundCloud. And even better, leave a review because this helps new listeners find us online. And a special thanks to my podcast colleagues, Laura Deck, Executive Director of Publicity and Communications, and Claire McInerney, Executive Producer. Thank you for making this show awesome for our global audience. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. Thanks for listening.